prolonged exposure to stress or chronic stress can influence your brain and body in ways that for sure, most definitely are going to hinder your transformation. If you're younger, you're just not seeing it yet because it's just one of the many levers that has an effect on fat loss and it's just not showing its face yet, but I promise you it's going to. What are you doing to create your dream life or your best self? Why do we see some thrive through challenges while others struggle? Welcome to Effort, a podcast where I talk about the main Fs in my life that have helped me in creating my best self. Faith, family, forgiveness, food, fitness, and formula. Hi, my name is Amy Ladine, and most would say that I've had my fair share of struggles, whether it was placing my baby for adoption at 18, facing my marriage-ending affair, or battling stage four cancer for almost seven years, it's safe to say that I've been through a lot. Join me as I take you through my story, my journeys, and share with you the tactical strategies every single week that will help you thrive and overcome anything you face. That's right, I'm going to show you how to create a future self that you'll be proud of. So buckle up, get ready for the ride as I take you through my story and bring other guests on that have helped me along the way. Stress, 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 stress. I hear it all the time in bi-weekly feedback, clients that are under a great deal of stress, you know, it seems to, you know, never go away for some people. And so today I wanted to come and bring some stress tips. Hi, my name is Amy Ladine. If you're just new to the podcast, uh, if this is your first time or your hundredth time, thank you for taking the time to listen to me. You know, as always, if you like these, please leave me reviews. I really could use that feedback and it just helps to let other people see my podcast. But back to the stress. All of us at some time or another has had a great deal amount of stress, I would say. And, you know, while stress can drive adaptation and some stress is needed to serve as stimulus for growth, believe it or not, you know, excess stress will lead to delays ultimately in reaching our physical transformation goals. And, you know, I am a fat loss coach, so I'm always going to bring things related to that here on the podcast. And, you know, this has always been the case. We've always known this about stress. You know, I can look back in my Facebook memories for me posting like 10 years ago about stress and the impact on it. But honestly, it was going on deaf ears then even within myself, you know, I was younger and it just had less of an impact because I have a lot of stress back then, but it didn't seem to manifest or show up in relation to my fat loss goals. But now, you know, I'm older, my body has more wear and tear. So that same stress, you know, is just not handled the same way. You know, the body's tired, you know, I can feel it, you know, I see it, you know, so I knew that it's something that other people in my age category are probably seeing and feeling. And if you're younger, I mean, great, get a better handle on it now and, and take the tips I'm going to give you today to really help you be intentional about managing, you know, your stress. So let me just give you a little bit of science here. I promise not to bore you too long, but you know, stress is often associated with the hormone cortisol. Okay. So many people that follow mainstream, you know, infomercials or magazines, you know, you usually attribute cortisol to the extra unwanted body fat, you know, oh, you know, my, I have, I must have elevated cortisol or, you know, they may even use it as a, a scapegoat for why they've never reached their goals. Right. And, you know, um, the truth is that cortisol isn't all that bad. You know, I think we hear the word cortisol, oh, you know, and it's already has a negative, you know, connotation to it. But, you know, um, we do need cortisol to, let's say, have our morning wakeness. We need it for alertness and challenging situations. But 
prolonged exposure to stress or chronic stress can influence your brain and body in ways that for sure, most definitely are going to hinder your transformation. If you're younger, you're just not seeing it yet because it's just one of the many levers that has an effect on fat loss and it's just not showing its face yet, but I promise you it's going to. So this is why, you know, we track stress levels in our one-to-one clients. You know, we have them fill out a biofeedback form and in that biofeedback form, you know, weekly is what is the average stress level like, you know, and they can add notes if they want. But I, you know, we, we look at these things because I want to see where it can perhaps be manifesting in their day-to-day life, whether it be bloating, stress can cause that, whether it be in their sleep cycle, you know, this is why we want to track this. So, but let's go back to the cortisol. So cortisol is a steroid hormone and is synthesized by the adrenal glands in response to stress. It is released in a daily rhythm that's influenced by our sleep and wake times as well as our movement. So this is why, you know, it goes back to, you'll see that I'm going to really wreck, you know, your sleep is super, super important. And as you can see with the cortisol, it's, it's got a rhythm with that releasing. So, um, you know, it also, in addition to that, performs numerous other helpful functions such as, you know, it's, it's an anti-inflammatory, you know, it's also why, you know, you see people taking prednisone, um, or they get a cortisone shots when they're in pain, or, you know, think about all the cortisone creams that are on the market that are used to treat skin conditions like eczema, you know, it's an anti-inflammatory. In addition to that nice helpful function, when blood sugar drops too low, cortisol is a key player in a process that essentially helps provide glucose to cells for energy. It also helps with the digestive process. It also helps with blood pressure. So as you can see, cortisol does do a lot. And while we need a baseline amount of cortisol, excess cortisol can be just as bad as too little cortisol, all right? So let's talk about excess because that's really where I wanted to focus today because as you saw in the title here, it's all about like closing the loop, really managing your stress. Um, You know, chronic stress tends to prevail on a daily basis. I mean, I can't say that I don't have a client that has at least had some sort of stress come up in their journey while working with me. The fight or flight system is constantly being triggered. Okay. And while our bodies, they were designed to handle acute bouts like being hunted down. And I want to give that example because I'll give another example with it, but being hunted down, you know, back in the day when we were hunters and gatherers, you know, but it was not meant to cope with what should be a normal part of our life, but we've never really learned to manage our stress. And so we just go to fight or flight. And then now if you're older, it's just become automatic and sometimes you're not even aware of it. So like the being hunted down, you know, a really interesting thing is deer, for example, their adaptability is far different than us as humans because we tend to stay in that fight or flight. In studies, they show that a deer, after being like shot at and hunted, can be out of fight or flight within as little as like two minutes, meaning like they're back at homeostasis, heart rate's down, you know, all of the other internal stressors are down. Versus, you know, us as humans, we can have like a little road rage episode or traffic jam and we're in, you know, fight or flight and we stay there forever. We really struggle to get out of that. And, you know, while we may be typically aware of our perceived stressors, you know, and those are the ones that I'm really going to help you with today, the body is also experiencing its own internal stress as a result of our choices, our day-to-day choices, 
you know, one of those internal stressors are going to typically come from either a glycemic stress, a circadian stress, or an inflammatory stress. You know, um, an example of um, a glycemic stress would be someone eating too many calories, like an extended energy surplus, you know, over that, that excess uh, energy is a stress on the body, okay? And then a circadian stress would refer to a toll or burden the body is experiencing as a result of conducting our lives in a state of friction relative to the ancestral like sleep-wake cycle, lack of sleep, jet lag, apnea, social jet lag, which is like late nights and weekends, or like excess caffeine consumption. These can all contribute to circadian stress. And then we have inflammatory stress, which can occur in conjunction with glycemic stress as a result of, you know, poor food choices and obesity, but can also occur, you know, in cases of say like chronic pain, injuries, um, metabolic syndromes, or gastrointestinal syndromes or conditions like IBS, you know, things like that. So, you know, they can come from those areas. And now that we've established, we all have stress you know, we need to, you know, know that some of this is going to be, you know, coming and going and we need to know how to manage it, you know, because a lot of us are walking around unconsciously carrying these stresses and saying we want to get rid of them, but we're really doing nothing about it, right? So this is why we program mindfulness-based activities with clients. And what that means is, you know, we recommend four days a week being very intentional about programming into your day, a mindfulness-based activity. This could be meditation. It could be taking a bath. It could be reading, going for a walk. It might be something else for you, but those are just some of them having sex, cuddling, intimacy, all of those things, but being very intentional because a lot of us just come home and we don't even really settle down, you know, before bed. But what about those that, you know, do those things and still go back to worrying? Like they take the bath, but then, you know, they are back in worry or they're back in fear or they're just having, you know, just some negative energy and, you know, some aware of it and some not. Well, of course, me being the queen of stress management, you know, really by force, I never say this is by choice. I don't say it to brag. I say it because, you know, I had stage four non-small cell lung cancer on and off for the past nine plus years. And with that, those first few years, I didn't manage it. And I was in a state of fight or flight all the time. It affected my health 100%, but also it affected everything around me. You know, the people around me started to notice it and I just really could not function. And, you know, we're here at the podcast. This is all about chasing our best self, becoming our best self. So these are some things that I do now to really manage my stress because, you know, Think about, you know, when you have like scanxiety, which is like waiting for scans. We're always, you know, whether you were, when, when I was battling cancer and waiting to get to that place of remission, I was always worrying about getting to the place of remission. I didn't know that when I got to remission, I was going to worry about it coming back. So it was just worry, 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 stress, stress, stress. And I didn't want to live that way. And I know you don't want to live where you are, what whatever your stresses may be. And they don't have to be big like cancer because your body doesn't know what you're stressing about necessarily. It just knows the way it's responding to it. Okay, so it could be really something that someone else could perceive as being very small to them, but your body's not seeing it that way. Your physiology is changing, okay? 
So some of the things that I do in addition to mindfulness-based activities, I mean, breath work would be one that I would consider mindfulness. And that's a really, really good one. If you don't already do that, that's an awesome one. But other ones that I also do include an evening brain dump. Okay. This can be as simple as just grabbing a piece of paper. I mean, you may not even need to save it, but grabbing a piece of paper and writing down everything that you feel like is an open loop in your life, in your day, you know, whatever your thoughts are, it's, it's, and maybe it's a reminder for something, but it's just, it's writing that all down so that you can clear space, but you have to be very intentional about this. You've got to, you know, and at first maybe some of the things won't come because again, these are unconscious worries that you really want to get out. Okay. And then another one would be talking audibly through the situation. I know this sounds so silly, but I do this all the time. If I'm worried about something, you know, I will then ask myself, Amy, is there anything you can do about X, you know, insert problem right now? And then I'll answer that out audibly. Okay. So let me kind of go through that. Like, so let's say that I'm worried about my upcoming scans. I will say, can I do anything about my upcoming scans right now in this moment? So in this situation, the answer is no. And so I tell myself, I cannot do anything about this situation. And then one of the best tips I ever got from my good friend Mish is to audibly then say, that's a tomorrow problem. It then closes the loop in your brain. It then says, okay, I don't even worry about this today. Okay, tomorrow will come. You can do the same exact brain dump with those things that are there and go, that's a tomorrow problem. Eventually, I stopped worrying day on a daily basis about, say, my cancer scans or just my cancer coming back because I'd said that so much that then the unconscious was to not think about it. But at first, you're going to need to do this several times. Now, let's say it's another, like, you're just like a worrier. You're just naturally worried. First of all, don't put that label on yourself. Start to change that. Don't speak that into existence. But let's just say that is a fact about you. Um, and maybe one of your worries is I am worried about my aging parents. I'm just, you know, I just worry. I worry about them getting old. Okay, again, audibly say, can I do anything about this right now? Maybe in that situation, you'll say, actually, yes, I can start doing some research on XYZ. Or yes, I can actually just call them right now because I'm just worried about them and this will just help me feel better. And then maybe after you get off the phone, if you're still then worrying about them or after you found that other solution, go down the rabbit hole again. Can I do anything else about it right now? Until you yet again are able to close that loop and say, no, I can't. There's nothing I can do about it today. You don't even need to say the statement of that's a tomorrow problem. Just say, there's nothing I can do about this today. You know, but the advice of that is a tomorrow problem is even very helpful in your day-to-day, -day. like as you're working, you know, Eric and I will bounce ideas off each other. Or we'll start thinking about all the things we need to be working on in work. And it is a fantastic thing to just be like, okay, that's a tomorrow problem. We don't even need to worry about that right now. I mean, yes, it is a problem and we do need to address it. But if we're going to start to like itemize the importance here, that's not one of them. Let's close the loop on that. And let's shelf it so we can think about it again later. But again, it's just going through this practice and really seeing your brain as a software program and you need to update it. You need to talk to it. You need to give it input. And the audible is very, very powerful. So I hope this helps you, you know, learn to close that loop. 
Um, especially when it comes to stress. I hope now this just gave you a little bit of a better idea of why you need to manage your stress because what it does to the body and how it has an effect on your fat loss goals and you just really honestly being your best self. Okay, I'm on a mission. As you know, if you've been following along, I have a goal to be a top 100 podcast. And it's less about that top 100 and more about I want to make an impact. I want more people to hear effort and learn from all the mistakes that I've made, along with me bringing on really special guests for you. So my ask here is this. I want you to screenshot this episode today and share it on your social media. Share it with a friend. You know, tag me in it. Go give me a review you, of course, if you're really feeling it and rate me, you know, this is the only way things are going to get seen here. And in a big world of tons and tons of podcasts, I'm hoping that you're going to choose mine and help me on my mission.